I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the greatest podcast on the internet, Fight us, John. Lo- <laughs> John, love it. If you really bout that, I'm kidding. I love you. Please have me on Love It or Leave It. Um, <laughs> the greatest podcast in all of podcasts. The All Dick is Trash podcast. I'm in the studio. Millie Tamara is your hostess with the mostest. I'm in the studio with uh, Young Chola Mommy, aka Candy Haro. Cumbia Sonidera. Uh, oh. <laughs> Yes, whatever that was. <laughs> I don't really know you. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Um, so today we we have a great guest, but before we get to that, we got our trash dick confessions and our trash dick of the week. I'm gonna start with trash dick of the week. So, Candy, I was saying the story, and then I was like, you know what? This is good enough for trash dick of the week. <laughs> so there is this guy. So when I was in London. I went to this um, place that used to be like during the day, it's a bowling alley, like game center thing, like a boomers. And at night they turn into a club and there's like karaoke rooms and shit. So, um, you know, I'm we're like hanging out. I'm with some some people and I start talking to this guy and he's just like standing like very close to me and being very, very flirty and like just asking me all these questions and stuff. And then when I look, I see that he has a wedding ring um and he's fucking married and i'm just like what because he asked me for my instagram he asked me for my instagram and he's like oh because i told him you know he's like what are you in london for i'm like well i'm doing some shows and then he's like oh my god so he he he, um 
has a wedding ring and he's like all this stuff and i was like oh no and he's he's not even that cute you know what i mean he's not that cute for you to break up a marriage for me to break up a marriage there are some guys (laughs) where i'm like listen uh look you just elba (laughs) you don't got a marriage to begin with that's on you (laughs) not on me so then later i start talking to his cousin and yeah he's like i'm his cousin i'm um I'm because ha- because they look like a little, you know, a little something. So I'm like, are you guys full white or something? He's like, actually, I'm half Scottish, half Egyptian. And my cousin is full Egyptian. Um, but I live in Australia now. That's what so I was like. Oh, my God. I can't even wrap my head around everything you just said. She's <laughs> explaining everything to me. And then his cousin. His, immigration. I know. Immigration. <laughs> what? Glasgow. And then he has this thick Scottish accent, too. But he looked like Hispanic or Jewish or something. But, you know, that's how we know. So we're talking. And then he's just like really, like really being flirty, like really hitting it hard and um, like laying it on thick, saying all kinds of shit to me saying he's gonna come to my show saying all this stuff and then um like i said like when i travel i like to you know like i like to hook up with people when i go abroad as a little souvenir for myself um you know and not you know it doesn't always have to be sex but uh anyway so yeah but i was just (laughs) like this guy so if his cousin is out here married um you know I wonder if this guy, like, what's his deal? So, and I'm fucking fucked up at this point. I'm fucked up at this point. And then we're, like, talking. And then he's dancing. And I'm like, okay, I think I want to make out with this guy. But his dancing was so bad, it was hard for me to look at him. <laughs> but anyway. That's when you grind. That's No, I can't even do, I couldn't even do that. Um, so then I just have to, like, turn away when he's dancing or, like, laugh. Then, like, we're standing. <laughs> I know. So then we're standing. And, like, he kind of has his arm around me. And we're, like, getting really close. And I'm like, oh, so, like, y- are, are you here with your cousin? Um, and he's like, what? Like, yeah. I'm like, are you here alone? And he's like, yeah, I'm here with my cousin, actually. I'm like, no, I mean, are you here alone? Like, no girlfriend? And then he's like, um, oh, yeah, I have a girlfriend in Australia, but we're, we're um, ethically non-monogamous. And I'm like, okay. Ah. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, yeah, you know, like, it really opens us up like you know she's she's actually dating a lot of women now like when i'm here in london she's not going on dates with women and i'm like okay cool so like it's cool if we kiss and he's like yes so we start making out and then um when we stop kissing then he continues to tell me about his open relationship and i'm like i don't care Uh. (laughs) and he's like he's like blah blah blah. like you know you know it's just something different for us and like we want to really explore and i'm not even going to tie it you know and like me and my primary and i'm like oh my god i don't care i just like wanted and i literally said like i just wanted to kiss you and not feel bad and he's like what no look at me look at me and he grabs my face and he's like look at me look at me we have a connection like don't ever feel bad for our connection (laughs) and i was like "Ah!" (laughs) making out with somebody in london but at what cost (laughs) like so so then i um he adds me on Instagram too. I don't follow him back. Should I follow him back? No, no right? No. Um, no. So no. yeah, whatever. We kiss, like whatever. He was like nice, and then we like, le- you know, yeah, whatever. You, we you leave. built a connection. And everything. Fuck off. Uh-huh. So the but then later I go on Instagram and I see his cousin, and his cousin's wife is so cute, like so cute, and she looks so nice, and I'm like, he is out here creeping, and I know she's not an open relationship. Mm-hmm. I was like, ugh, trash. 
trash dick of the week goes to that pair of cousins that entire <laughs> throw the whole family away <laughs> fuck them that's start trash over dick of the week. again start over again that is trash dick of the week <laughs> i don't know yeah is that trash am i being trash i don't i mean a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying, okay, the guy that I made out with is not trash. Like, no, whatever. No, no. He's in an just open relationship. I really, yeah, just That's the guy it. that tried to cheat on his wife. The <laughs> other guy, the other guy that I, he's not trash. The other guy missed his But girlfriend. it's just corny. It, sorry, the other guy missed his primary. Yeah, I know. Also, his primary is probably gay. And like, <laughs> she is dating women and having the time of her life. And you're making out with a fucking drunk bitch at a bowling alley. <laughs> She's winning before you. Yeah, who, who your cu- who cur- who curved your cousin? So uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, trash, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. You know, being in a non-monogamous relationship. I'm sorry. Ethically, ethically. Well, I well. So I went up to our friend mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like he. Uh, like we can't, but like he's ethically non-monogamous. She's like, ethnically non-monogamous. <laughs> Does that mean he cheat on you if you're not white or something like that? Get her little like. She's like, what's that? Was up? Perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect an- accent. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Now we're gonna get into our trash dick confessions. So, and Sarah, you can weigh in on this too. Our so. lovely guest that'll be reintroduced in a little bit. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm having... Okay. Trash dick. One time I dated a guy who introduced himself as Cody. Then on the date, found out his name was John. Because somebody was like, hey, John, I didn't know you left NYC. What? I slept at his house. And in the morning, I got out of bed and stepped on what I found out. Uh, she, he stepped on something and it shattered and pierced his skin and was glass. It was a glass crack pipe. Oh. And then the person said, have a great day. <laughs> what? So, a uh, thought. Uh, I'll say oh this. Oh, God. Yeah. This person has a very bad problem. Yeah, no. So, the so thing is... Someone's laughing at him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. The thing is, I went on a date... I know. I went on a date with this we guy... We should have done the poop one, Millie. No, <laughs> I know. We want to do the poop... You want to do the poop one do instead? Poop one. This is triggering. This is triggering. Because I was going to say... One. I don't know if, like, saying the wrong name is trash, because I went on a date with this guy, and he and he was like, yeah, my, my Turkish name is this, but my... Um, I mean, he could have just been like, honestly, that sounds more like he was didn't give her, her his real name. And then he was like low key smoking crack. And like, yeah, the smoking crack in, is not He was cool. still in New York. <laughs> like, OK, so do you want me? To, so do you want to do let's the poop? Do the one? poop. We'll move on. We'll move okay. on. OK. And this is by. Man. Yeah, this is by a guy. And I'm not going to say his name for his protection. You don't got to say genders at all. You didn't say the gender. Well, before. I feel like it. May, I feel like it's more in context with the. I everyone eats ass, my dude. Okay, well, <laughs> I want to say eating. I'm gonna say it was. It's a dude. I okay. accidentally shat on a guy's face the day before dumping him. This was mere days after <laughs> Valentine's Day. I know. I was. He was eating me out, and he came up for air, and he looked like he had a beauty <laughs> spot like Frida Kahlo, <laughs> but it was fecal. <laughs> I told him he had an eyelash and wiped it off. Oh I, it smeared, so I told him he had, a lo- quote, a lot of eyelashes <laughs> and wiped the rest off, then wiped my fingers on the bottom of his bed. Oh. He never suspected a oh thing. My God. I wrote oh. back, I am speechless because honestly, 
if I'm speechless, it's a fucking problem. <laughs> and then he says, I needed to come clean. Oh, God. So I'm how coming. do we feel? Um, who's trash? Who's not? What do we do? What are we do? Thoughts? Prayers? Accidents happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to be hanging around down there, then you got to know that, like, but like you can take a little more precautions. Like, did he just eat a hot pocket? Like, oh what God. happened that it just came out so I quick? Know. Like, that shit was loose, baby. It was good. Like, oh my <laughs> gotta... God, stop! Well, I and heard start where they like. The, do we have more information? Were they playing around in the anus or? Like... He said they're eating him. They he got ate out. So like, he, he got ate out. Yeah, that's when he. Oh, this that's is a he... man being ate out by a man. Out yeah, by another man. Oh, see the mechanics there are different. So I think it's like a lot of eyelashes. I, know. I like the art. I like the beauty in it. And just like Frida Kahlo, yeah. My fecal, my fecal cattle. God, can you stop trying to like have your Mexican agenda for one fucking day? <laughs> can we have one podcast where you're not just throwing your Mexican heritage down our throats, please? I Every think, time I shit on someone, I think of Frida Kahlo. Oh my God. I think your Mexican heritage is beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay, we Thank get it. Thank you, Sarah Boatwright. <laughs> we get it. You're voting my blue no matter who. Mayflower. Yeah, you're voting blue no matter who. We get it. Uh, <laughs> Man, it, who's trash dick or not? Joe Biden. Joe Biden's trash. So Joe we're Biden's trash dick. Yeah, we're yes. talking about eating ass, and somehow we got to Joe Biden's trash. Had to put yeah, it in. You feel the worst, dude. Joe Biden's trash. Joe Biden's worse than people that shit on other people. I got True. A by accident. DJ. I'm so glad you still have this app. I have this app, everyone. You can already hear her. Let's give a little bit of background from oh, Sarah shit. Boatwright. She was born in Massillon, <laughs> Ohio. I was not. <laughs> no, I 100% was not. What are you? Shut are you, up. Stop. Wait, you can disprove you? later. I'm not from Massillon. Okay, whatever. I we'll just. Like West, West no one, no one cares. We're going to do, you can add corrections at the end. We're going to read through all your credits that we found online. <laughs> Who's saying from Maslon? Okay. You attended Oberlin Conservatory What the Music fuck is your problem? Why are you doing this? And moved to New York to pursue an MFA at Bard. Is that real? None of no, that is real. It's like, I said Pratt, right? Okay. Yeah. You're an actor slash improviser. Yeah, th okay, that, okay, that okay. could be true. You yeah. are known for Blue Bloods, Orange is a New Black, Black, and Earthling. Yes, uh, you were on that. Yeah, okay. But you were in, on an episode of Law and Order SVU, and your character's <laughs> name was Riley. Yeah, that yes, is okay. true. Yes, Melanor on Anthem, <laughs> and Hamik Aham Hamunculus. Is that a, does that sound do homunculus? These words, homunculus. Does that sound? Any uh, whatever that's like any, correct. Okay, yeah, that's, that's correct. correct. And you are Carmen Cardi Cardio on extremely serious. Are you okay? Uh, extremely serious indie wrestling. <laughs> and overall, you're an MFA MMA fan <laughs> and uh, wrestling <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> wrestling fan. fan. Yep. Okay, what are your corrections? What are your? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> even though I am a straight white woman from Midwest. I, the Midwest. <laughs> I did not go to Oberlin. I did not study music. I cannot play an instrument and I cannot sing. Um, I Where were you I born? Because apparently that was so offensive that I said you were born in Massillon. Where did you find that information? Um, it was somewhere you were supposed to be teaching or somewhere you had an exhibit. 
Oh my God! Well, that's in a different Sarah Boat. No, that's a different Sarah Boat. Right? It no. had your picture <laughs> in Massillon. It yeah. had you your also picture. like. There's so many people in graves with your name from the 1800s. Bitch, I know. <laughs> I know. That's all that was. Yo, I've made Sarah Boatwright Googleable. Like besides death, that was literally all I would find on the internet whenever I tried to Google myself. Which yeah, I've done that a lot over the course of my adult life. Okay, you so know? you're a narcissist, great. Uh, I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a millennial. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so anything else that oh, you yeah. wanted to correct? So you, but you went to Pratt. You I went to Pratt. To, I didn't go to Bard okay. or um, Oberlin, but those are good schools. Yeah, because she was like, Sarah does fine art. And I was like, no. I went, I went to Pratt for fine art, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I so have a long storied history of education and work in New York City. I've done a lot of different jobs. Do you, you want to like hear like a studio. You're, well, you yeah, so like, so, so at Pratt, I studied studio art. I was, and, and my concentration was sculpture. But oh, what wow. I ended up, but what I ended up doing mostly for my, um, for my thesis and beyond were essentially character videos. I would take, I would sit. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna roast me for this so hard no but just like, be yourself I, and accept that but it's gonna like, happen anyway just like, like how we're all gonna get coronavirus like hpv i mean yeah yeah uh i might already have it I mean, you, you know, yeah we, you definitely have it now i definitely thing. have yeah, it no, in this tiny hot room um <laughs> but like um i uh forget what's oh i yeah, i used thesis, to sit yeah. i used to sit around in public places mm -hmm. um and record overheard conversations and then I would transcribe them into scripts, and then I would act out all of the parts of the conversation as I heard it. Dude, that's that's crazy. amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's creepy. what. Yeah, that's what well, I was I'm doing. I'm creepy, so I'm into it. Oh yeah, that's what I was doing, and you know, um, it was like the I was so self conscious about presenting that work, and then the second I did, like the dean of the department, all my professors, like they're like holy shit sarah like they're Aww. like you are making work now you know because like up until then i feel like i was kind of playing at being an artist mm. but like i'm not the type of person who wants to i'm not a, a, a like an artist in the capital a sense like i don't want to sit around in a studio like making work by myself i like collaborating with mm. people i like being around people so what do we got here this is all the lies this is <laughs> Yeah, Candy pulled up. Um, Yo, the... this is so crazy. What is this? It's your face. And it says you oh go to my Oberlin. God. Oh, and my God. And it says you did performance. You did, yeah. No, 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 no. No, that's not. No, that's not me. Oh, no, did I just is, read the? Did I just read it somebody? Wrong? Yeah, this is this is somebody else's. But is that your picture? I think this is um, jo Joko's. Um, is yeah. that your picture? That's my fucking picture. Which is so weird that they have that picture because that picture wasn't taken until 2018. And this happened in 2011. This was a very lame event. But I took some videos that I had made in college and played them at Roulette, which is like a music hall near here, like downtown Brooklyn. And like four people came and they were all like, they had no idea what to make of my videos because like, like, I didn't even know what context in which to present them. You know, they were like kind of funny, but not Damn, really. Has, they were kind of. This ages you too. This says you were born in 1980. That's not that. I mean, that's just quite. I know. It's not you. That's not my, my bio. <laughs> no, no, no. Scroll down. So it says something about Sarah Boatwright reenactment yeah, videos. videos. Yeah. So that must be where my 
face comes. But no, everyone just like didn't know the context of your videos. Yeah, because I'm like, that's your yeah. It was just like, yeah, I just like didn't know how to. Um, I didn't know how to make work. I didn't know who my audience was. You mm. know. So, like, there was definitely a precedent for it. Like, at that time, there were all these, like, video artists that I really admired whose work I was kind of following, um, probably most notably, like, Alex Bag and Kate Hardy, who I later inter- interned briefly for, and, like, Wynn Greenwood did this thing called um, Tracy and the Plastics, which was, like, a fake band that she, like, so a lot of people were, like, kind of, like, in the early aughts, late 90s, were kind of, like, doing this, like, weird, performative, kind of, like, borderline comedy shit, and now you see it more in comedy, like, um, like, all of the kids that have come out of the annoyance. I mean, Holy Fuck Comedy Hour was very much... Like the kind of shit I used to see in galleries when yeah. I was coming out of art school, so like that sort of thing was really exciting to me yeah. when that was still a thing. And well, now all those guys are like you know, kind of breaking, breaking the through the mold, so to speak, or yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. hitting like, hitting the big time. But yeah, so it was just, <laughs> <laughs> but like I was just like out there at Pratt, like working in a vacuum, and like. At my junior year, I almost dropped out to like go. Like I was watching The Office a lot, and I was like, "How do I do what they're doing?" Mm. And I had no idea where Upright Citizens Brigade was. And then I was taken there like a year later by one of my classmates. Yeah. We like waited online for ASCAT and shit, and we saw Horatio Sands and um, Amy Poehler uh-huh. and like a bunch of you know all the famous peoples doing it. And I was like, "That's cool." And then I just sat on that for like eight years. <laughs> and then you did it. <laughs> and then I did it. Um, later. Okay, well, good to know. <laughs> that was a lot, that was like a long rambling. Yeah, no, of the right bio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of the right bio. Yeah. <laughs> don't be, don't believe everything you Google. <laughs> so, all dick is trash podcast. It's so hot in here. Yeah. No. Yeah. All dick is. Yeah. Do uh, you, you yeah. Know? So, so the first question is. Uh huh. Do you think all dick is trash? So. You know that I'm like in the middle of getting my groove back in terms of dating. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And um, I've been pretty actively dating. Like I've been dating aggressively. Yeah, I was going to say Sarah getting her groove back, quote unquote, is her dating 10 people. Yeah. So I'm so, (laughs) you know, um, to be completely honest, I haven't had any D since um, December and that was XD. Yeah. So, you know, that's, I don't even we know. We don't like counts. XD. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. It was pretty awesome, though, but actually, <laughs> it was a bad idea. But, anyways, um, yeah, so is all dick trash? I have, the jury's kind of out for me, to be honest. Ooh. Millie, I know you. I know you don't want to hear this, but like, I think I'm like actually meeting some decent people. Oh, well, yeah, no. I mean, I'm not. Are there dicks trash? I guess. I guess. I mean, it's not even like bad dick. It's just like, as do you feel like men as a society? Yeah, exactly. Has been shitty. Like, of course, I have to believe that not every single like literally not every single dick is trash. Uh, or why am I still dating? Why haven't I pivoted to women? And if it was literally, <laughs> if it was literally that easy, I would. But um, <laughs> I know, same. I know. I've tried. It's just, it's, also, it's, like, what is this? Just women are not easier. They're not. <laughs> no, all. they're not. No, it's no, very bad. Right. People, well, people are like, oh my god, but like men suck. That's why I only take girls. I'm like, listen, That's I not. knew somebody who had a nine-hour breakup talk, like. 
and you know waiting on somebody like oh, when yeah, i'm yeah. ready i took i take forever to get ready the idea of waiting on someone else to get ready um yeah no i i uh uh, yeah, it's not going to be easy. There. Yeah. All the, I, I don't think all anything the holes is, are terrible. Yeah, anything is, everything is not great. Uh, but yeah. So, so do I you know hate you people? Been, <laughs> yeah, so I know that like literally not like every single man is the, pe- no, the worst no. piece of shit. But you've been meeting, meeting some. So you're. So let me ask you a week from now. <laughs> you still feel the same way when they all stop texting. Right? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, there's always that, that, um, that risk. But also, like, I don't know. That's the thing about having so many on rotation. Yeah. Is that when one stops texting you, yeah. it's a fucking relief. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I, th- I don't know if it's, like, a millennial thing. I don't know if it's a New York City thing. I don't know if it's, like, an us thing or a them thing or whatever. But, like... You know, because this has happened to you too. You fucking meet somebody. I, what are you talking about? You fucking <laughs> you fucking meet somebody, uh-huh. and you fucking go all in. Like yeah. you go ham within forty eight hours of that of of meeting that person. You're on his dick. You're in his home. You've got a drawer in their dresser. Like you guys are talking about vacations. You're doing this. You're making plans. You're like being fucking crazy, and you're meeting each other's friends and family and whatever. And um and it's it's nuts. So it's nuts. That doesn't happen at all. I don't think that's happened to me in 24 or 48 hours. But yeah, like I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like one or two weeks. But I feel like then they're the ones that push all this shit. And then they're the ones that are like. Yeah. And then they they pump the brakes after, you know, you're just trying to keep. Keep Keep uh, up. Yeah. Keep pace with them or whatever. So but it's like a chicken or the egg question. It's like, well. You know, am I keeping pace with them? Or are they keeping pace with me? Or, you know, is this something I even want? Like, yeah. it, this could this person have been anybody who showed interest in me? Has this, like, always happened to you? Or has it just been, like, re- like the last, like, five, six Oh, years? I would say, like, throughout my 20s, that was a thing. Really? I'm 33 now. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, I'm not completely out of the woods in my 20s, but I'm pretty out. Like, yeah. I, my yeah, life no, is very thir- different than it yeah. was, you know, even yeah. at, like two years even, ago. Even like when I first met you. Yeah. So when different. when we first met, I was 29, I think, or third. I was, had just turned 30. You came to my 30th birthday party. Yeah. I got, so like, I knew you before that, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, I, I, as, as you know, like, I've made a lot of like very, very fundamental life changes. Yeah. But like, um, I, you know, it's taken me a while to come back to the dating thing and like actually treat it in a, in a way that's like not so emotionally fraught. And I don't know, like if this is like a normal thing for people Mm -hmm. or like, but I'm like seeing now a lot of people around me in my life who kind of like do that thing where they like go all in really quickly, Yeah, you know? And I mean... I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna try to like change names and not name names as much as I can. Yeah, whatever. But like, unless you use one but, of the names from another. But like, type. yeah. But like, you know, um, the two people I live with like are both now in relationships, and it happened very fast. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know in what context they. I mean, I know the context of one and how they met, but I don't know about the other. And like, you know, all of a sudden this guy shows up, and I'm like, uh, oh, oh, oh. You know, yeah. oh, now you guys are like, oh, you're together. Yeah. You know, um, and and I guess I don't know. 
I was talking to somebody about, oh, I was on a first date with a fucking uh, guy in an open relationship oh, yesterday. God. Surprise. Oh, that guy? Surprise. The one that you talked, that yes. you said it was really nice. When yes. did you find out? When we sat down, when I sat down with my coffee next to him and I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We're making small talk. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, my partner. I had, uh. I had an inkling. His only clue on his profile is like, you know, it was the prompt on Hinge that says, um, uh, we'll get oh, along. Oh, this is not if. the league. No, no, not the league guy. The league guy. The league guy's cool. The league guy's cool. Yeah, okay. I really liked him. Actually, she's on multiple dating apps. I'm honey. on two. I'm on two. Honey, I I, sh- I whittled it down. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, just, I was like on the circle, and I was on the league, and I was like, but the league, <laughs> like, I've only met one person on the league, and I've met like 50 people on Hinge. Yeah. So, so, so he has a partner. So, are you gonna keep dating him? I mean. Here's the thing. It was really nice to ta- sit and talk with him for a while because I could be like really open about yeah, shit. It, there is a different guard because now you're, not, you know, when you're dating, when you first date somebody and it could be something serious, it's not you, it's your representative. Yeah. But then when there's like that thing lifted off of like, this isn't going to work or like, not like this isn't going to be a really long term thing. Mm-hmm. That weight is lifted and it's like, oh, I don't have to be my representative. I can be me. Oh. But th- for me, that's not enough to like want to continue to see someone. It's just like a nice feeling in the moment. But I don't know how long like that good feel, you know. But anyway. Yeah, I tend to like really let my guard down with people who I know I'm not going to see again. Yeah. You know, because I'm just like, fuck it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So what kind of antidepressants are you on? You know? Yeah. I think like I had like a breakup date kind of thing where like we met up to break up and then we had like like a really nice date after and like had dinner and everything. Oh, right. And then um, there I just told him like all these stories that I probably wouldn't have told him about like other people I've dated or like other things in my life. You know, I just opened up to him in a different way. Yeah. And it was like really cool and nice. But, you know, that was only because I'm like, I never know when I'm going to see you again. Yeah. Like there's not like this. Uh, you really have to have boundaries with people that you like. So yeah, exactly. So so you went on a d- so then how did the date go? With the polyamory yeah. guy, um, it was good. Like we met up at um, Sincerely Tommy in Bed Stuy. It was very like I always my first dates are always coffee dates. I have a lot of really specific rules about dating this time around. Mm-hmm. The first date always has to be a coffee date. Yeah, always. Um, there's one person who um, could not adhere to my very, very simple <laughs> rules, and I'll get to him later. But, um, but yeah, like, uh, we met up for coffee. He fortunately has, like, daytime availability as well, which is really nice. You know, I mean, that is nice I'm, yeah, being a, an actor and a fitness uh, professional, so yeah. I have, like, a f- fuck ton of daytime availability, which is nice, but all these dudes are fucking working in tech startups and whatever, except for this guy. So I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And he's really ca- quite cute, you know? He's like a good dresser and he has tattoos and nice hair and whatever. And um, yeah, and then on his profile he said, you know, um, we'll get along if you're open-minded. Oh, God. Which I fucking hate. I fucking hate it when dudes say, um, are you open-minded? And yeah. I, I had another conversation like that with somebody else last night and I was just like, okay, what are you fucking asking me? Am I okay with group sex? Yeah. Sure. Do I want to share my boyfriend? No. no. You know? Like, <laughs> but like, like, let's be specific. Why yeah. are we so afraid of specifics, you know? So he says, like, 
we'll get along if we're you're open minded and you're into non or, or ethical non monogamy. Oh no! And I See, was I like, even, I, I was know. like, you know, like my my um, um, I mean my my repeat mistake on dating apps in general is just looking at pictures. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's this one. Literally, I looked at this. I swiped right on this guy who was like. I'm like, oh, he, he dresses cute, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we match, and then he messages me. And then I look at his profile, and it's like, uh, looking for someone with daddy issues so I can ruin your life. And I Thank was like, you. whoa, <laughs> I did not read this. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm like, I just thought you were kind of. And there's so many guys where I'm like, oh, he looks like, he's not like hot, like, you know. And not that I'm like super shallow. Mm -hmm. But there, there are guys that I feel like are super cute or like, oh, my God, yes. There's like three different categories for guys, right? They're like, oh my God, this guy's hot, but I'm not into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this guy's so fucking hot. If he asked me to have sex with him tomorrow, I would do it. Like, yeah, yeah there's that kind yeah. of hot. And then there's like, you know what? He's not like the hottest guy I've ever seen, but he seems he's really cute and he seems like he'd be a nice person. Uh -huh. So I'm going to give it a chance because I'm looking for something. You know, I'm trying to date with more intention. It's always right. those guys who are like, you swipe right on them and they're like, come over and suck my dick. And I'm like, <laughs> you're, like, you're not the, if the, if, not. if the guy in the second category was like hot, like <laughs> said that to me, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 not suck your dick, but like, yeah. But yeah. like, it's always the, the, the ugly guys that are Well, like, unfortunately, <laughs> like there's always someone of any gender or, you know, that will go and like fulfill that because there's just so yeah. many shitty men in the world yeah. shitty people in the world that just get like yeah ugh. yeah i mean so, so are you gonna go out <laughs> with the poly guy again i don't know i don't know probably i'm not gonna prioritize it yeah. and he's not gonna prioritize me because he has a living girlfriend and yeah. he's like huh. moving upstate in two months no, and i'm just like no, like all the much. you know we had a really interesting conversation I mean, but I, I, the, more, them once, but. the more the <laughs> more i'm i'm curious you yeah. know because i'm like and honestly if the if the dick is bad you're gonna be so mad dude also yeah also because he was like yeah um my girlfriend's getting kind of um annoyed with me because i go out on more dates and i hook up with more girls than she does with guys and she wants you know she wants to have some sex too and i was just like dude uh, you're cute but you're not banging yeah. you know what i mean like why are you being so greedy and then also too that's usually <laughs> that never the case is that like well yeah no but at? also yeah i was like so do you guys like share partners and he was like oh yeah you know but like you know it's pretty common to like uh, have a threesome with another woman we're really looking for like a really cool hot bisexual dude but i don't like men so you're he said something like, i don't like most men and i was like this guy like, is no, like this is i was like thing. are you autistic or yeah, something no, like there was like a very like yes yeah, he had a he was very much cut off from he he needed communication but he didn't seem very emotional well the thing is um this is the thing I feel like great that like these alternative dating things are being embraced and like sure. whatever. But I feel like so many people are forcing themselves mm -hmm. to date in this way and not like and they don't actually like it and they feel like they're lame or not. I, you know, yeah. it's like, why are you if you don't like men? Why are you trying to go into a threesome? You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. If she's not having fun dating other people why are you doing that you know yeah like why you know what it's i mean just, it's just, just just to do it so then you can have this really i don't know yeah i think it's like some sort of really weird self-judgment 
thing because ultimately it's like listen if polyamory works for you or like you know threesomes or group whatever you like play parties whatever whatever your thing is that's fine if it's not your thing that's like you know this is like stan tatkin stuff i don't know if you're familiar with that no. guy but like he's he's a relationship counselor like kind of goes back to the the biological source with a lot of like relationship issues but you know he's like put all the deal breakers out on the table if one can't be reconciled don't try to force the relationship you know what i yeah. mean like and um that's what we were just we were talking with elise about like she was saying that which i kind of agree of like the deal break i feel like what a lot of people do it's either they don't put the deal breakers off or they like take all the deal breakers out immediately mm -hmm. and then like they don't even give a chance to like like you know it's like a first even before a first it's like hey i'm not looking for this i'm not looking for that don't expect anything from blah, blah, blah. it's like whoa i don't even know if i like you yet we have like haven't even gone on a date you know yeah so it's just like it's kind of like the the dichotomy of those two things like yeah, like not saying your deal breakers and not accepting that maybe it's not a good match or, you know, like saying it all like precursor to everything. I don't yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I know it's it's kind of like I hear a lot of people. I mean, I talk with friends and stuff a lot about um, like relationship stuff. And um, do you know who Josh Corda is? He's like no. one of the creators of Dharma Punks, but he's like oh, a, I've heard of kind it. of you. You see him around Williamsburg. He's tattooed from like his jawline and his you know facial region all the way down. He's like he's like a, a Buddhist monk. Yeah, he, but he he um, holds these like meditation sessions once a week in Williamsburg, and he's also a counselor. He's also like a therapist. Um, and I have a friend who's been seeing him and. Uh, you know, he's always recommending like, you know, state your needs as soon as possible. But I honestly don't even know what that looks like. I had another friend who made this great suggestion. She was like, next time you're on a first date, just ask them if they'll do something for you really simple. Like maybe it's holding a door. Maybe it's um, pulling a chair out. Maybe it's just, hey, can you text me when you get home? You know, which is like my personal favorite thing. So I'll say, hey, can you text me when you get home? If it's any kind, if there's any kind of pushback on that shit, don't see that guy again. Mm. You know what I mean? If he can't even like meet such a basic little fundamental need, like what are what are we even doing here? You know? Yeah, I'm kind Who, of divided you know, on that because I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't like tests, but at the same time, like that's a good point. It's just a respect thing. Yeah. Um, but also like so. The thing is, I the question was, is all dick is trash? You said no, but then named 18 trash things. So by default, Sarah, it's a yes from you. Moving on. It's, I mean, that's the short answer. Yeah, the short answer is no, but the long answer is here's 18 reasons why. 13 reasons why uh, all dick is trash. Damn. Sarah, what is your most trash dick experience? Oh God, it's sexual so or anything. Hard to pick. It doesn't have to be sexual. It could be just like dating in general. Oh my God! I mean, art school was like one huge trash dick experience. You know, I like engaged with an emotionally abusive guy for several years. I fucked my way all around, up and down the fine arts department. You know, and. <laughs> Which isn't even that big, so yeah. that's not a hard thing to do. And 
you know, I, <laughs> don't hey, don't sell yourself short, man. No, all right, all right. It was kind of like, hard. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, hard. Like an accomplishment. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I came in. I came to New York City. You know, a semi semi virginal, yeah. uh, drug addled, uh, <laughs> Midwestern teenager, and yeah. um, and then I I stayed and became uh, this. So you know, a tattooed sober. Yeah, <laughs> tattooed sober woman, woman. <laughs> of grace and dignity yeah yes uh so let's see um i mean aside from like the obvious you know i mean like if you watch something like um girls the show sure. girls sure you know like various iterations of like you know the 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 encounters between adam driver and other women like are kind of like what happened you know just like lack of boundaries yeah. and like uh um like show like dudes showing up to a party with a different girl and like uh oh i fucked a guy you know the emotionally abusive guy and i like fucked at a house party one time but it was like in a loft space with a giant round window and everybody at the party saw us fucking like we're like were you guys wearing blankets or something no we were just having sex with our some of our clothes on but he loved like having sex with clothes on (laughs) do you guys ever meet a guy who loves sex with clothes on or like no. I mean that is a category on um <coughs> Pornhub fully clothed yeah, sex. I don't like I don't really? like it. I don't, really? I cuz I like a connection so Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm kind of like, ooh, it's kind of like <laughs> I've done it before, but it's yeah. not like my favorite. No, yeah. It's not me neither. But it <laughs> Yeah. I mean it's like kind of, you know, when you're drunk, you know, when you're drunk yeah. and or high and whatever. I yeah, see I did it once, but it was like well, not so fully clothed sex is a red yeah, flag. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's not even. I, I was just like, going off on a tangent, but like, yeah. um, I don't oh, know. No. More, more recently, like, um, let's see. Uh, I I was dating a guy briefly, um, who you know was like giving me kind of like corpse vibes. You know, like it was like it doesn't really matter whether or not I was there, and I didn't uh, have any remo- emotional responses from him, or whatever. And one night he was walking me somewhere. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, do you even care if I'm if I'm with you or not? And he goes, um, can I get back to you on that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my man. <laughs> yeah, so that was a no. <laughs> that was a no. Um, yeah. I, 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 um, another guy who, um, you know, I, I'll just say this. Like, I could say something about his manhood. Yeah. But, like, that's really beside, like, it, I truly am a true believer in it. It isn't the size of the boat. It's the motion of yeah. the ocean. It's nice to have a big boat, but yeah. you know, it's, it's also nice to it's just nice have to somebody have. who's very present and like, uh, and sexual, you know, and not yeah. ashamed of their body, yeah. which is like crazy. How many men are ashamed? It's like yeah. crazy. How many people are ashamed of their bodies and of sex and sexual yeah. acts and stuff. Yeah. And, um, so I was with this guy who, it seemed like we had a really nice physical connection and we had sex and it was kind of, it turned into me kind of having to like mother him and to like, you know, like he was just like, oh, I'm so like, I'm just, this is so hard for me. Another sober guy. Uh, And uh, it was uh, so hard for me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, whatever. And then this motherfucker like 
spent a weekend ghosting me. <sighs> and you know what he made me do? He made me go on Instagram and look at his activity. You know how you can yeah. see other people's activity? I never look at that shit. And then I like like manically scrolled through the whole weekend of all my friends' activities just to see that all he was liking were like suicide girl posts all weekend. Oh, God. Oh, my God. This kid was like so. And then I was like. And you're I'm like a, basically a suicide girl. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm hot. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm. You're tatted. You got the purple hair. You're a suicide girl. I've got girl. this great push up bra on right now. <laughs> And uh, Sarah it. like <laughs> insisted on taking off her sweater, so she's it in a so bra. hot in here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I take sure. my pants off? Too? No, bitch. <laughs> keep okay. it on. All right. But um, <laughs> yeah. So so um. So he, he likes got, suicide he got girl shit. He he was like he like just dumb sh dumb girl shit. I don't know. It was yeah. just like boob pictures and what you know the and boob society. shit that like yeah. people get. Pornhub. Yeah, and I was loser. I was just like yeah I was like. Or text me back and let's fuck. Exactly. Yeah. I was like exactly like I'm literally here like ready to uh, like have sex with you and be your girlfriend and like all the things. But I saw this and then I like met up with him after this weekend where he was like he was like oh my god I was so busy with shooting all weekend who's an actor oh my god i was so busy and i was like yeah you were ghosting me and he was like no i wasn't i wasn't ghosting you i was really so busy i was like yeah you were on instagram all weekend <laughs> and then he was like he was like i think i need some space <laughs> i was like bitch yeah you do can you just hold me after i cry after sex and not call me out on my shit please yeah exactly exactly they want a mom they can cheat on That's yeah oh my god oh my god and he got it that weekend but you know that shit lasted like two weeks honestly yeah. i couldn't even believe it lasted that long so what else what else i don't know um, yeah i feel like that's a lot is that a lot okay <clears throat> yeah I, I mean i just we I, have other I, questions I have a, that's yeah why I'm like... i have a decade filled with trash dick <laughs> yeah so what are some red flags you've chosen to ignore in the past <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> like some things that like stick out let me now. go through the pile i'm uh, excited yeah <laughs> um let's see um uh anything that's like um Anything that's like, oh my god, I just spent four hundred dollars on blank. Um, most recently, uh, this person that I've been that I was seeing for a little bit, um, it, it was keyboards, computer keyboards. He would spend <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of dollars on computer keyboards and keys and and tools for the and little tiny springs for the keyboard keys and um, cleaning supplies. <laughs> Can you, I can't believe you're losing your shit right now. Um, if he listens to this, I just want him to know that I really appreciate his passion, but I think he's financially irresponsible. Um, so, um, so financial that, irresponsibility. Yeah, but what is that indicative of? So if you spend $400 on keyboards, what does that mean? Like later down It's like the line? indicative of that. Of the, There's no, there's no like um, awareness of, of investment of uh, of like emotional investment or mm. a, a financial investment of course or mm. just anything there's no like he can't see like five feet in front of his face mm. you know is kind of what i get you know and like it's it's really hard to like pin i mean it's just also for me personally and maybe this is projecting but it like points to like bigger issues with just like 
impulsive and compulsive yeah. behavior. Yeah, it feels very like manic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Especially and like, like little springs just there, like picking his little keyboard. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> and also just like getting like fuck tons of Amazon. <laughs> packages and you know what i mean like they can get them delivered to their house and not like have the mailman be like well no one's answering the door and turn around he literally woke up like he does he never like he 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 said i'm so proud of myself i woke up at 7 a.m today i had to go pick up a package from usps like it was it it was like keyboard parts he just got from poland from a man in poland who (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> I could be getting this detail wrong, but anyways, oh, that's, probably, yeah, I oh, could. No. <laughs> I could imagine him like sitting at home listening to this and be like, "That wasn't what that was," you know. Um, well, if anyways, you're listening to this, he's like, thank you're you for a good listening. Guy. You're a good if guy. You're listening to this, you should get that goo that cleans in between your keyboards. Oh, he oh, probably. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, he, probably he probably has, has it. Has that, right? He saw yeah. my. Um, I have like an old iMac desktop mm-hmm. with an old um, one of those. And he like, he like pushed down on the key, and he was like, "This keyboard is so dirty." Oh god! <laughs> he was like, "There is so much dirt under this key. That's why it's not pushing down correctly." I was like, "It's, <laughs> it's not. My, it's my skin." Yeah, yeah. Well, one time I like went because my spacebar wasn't working, and I went to to the computer lab, uh-huh. and it was a fat ass booger under. Damn! Oh, that was so really? oh. I know. Oh. Anyway, man. okay, Sarah. <laughs> that's a red Somehow flag. that story just got sadder. I know. <laughs> um, but I took it to the school computer lab, and they were like, "You nasty ass bitch." Uh, and that was like the second time because I had I my I, my computer caught like a huge STD from me trying to watch a sex tape. Uh, I'm Amazing. not gonna tell you which one. Uh, but okay, can I say another one? Yeah, just one other or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like kind of linked to the money thing, substances, you know, yeah. like I'm sober. So like um, I don't actively try to avoid bars or like drinking people or drinkers or anything like that. I'm more afraid of like people ostracizing me because I don't drink or do drugs. Yeah. And um, but in turn, because I want to be like, hey, yeah, it's cool. Like I'm cool. I'm cool. Like just because I'm sober doesn't mean I can't hang, you know. Then I end up actually falling in with like drunk drunkards a lot or alcoholics or addicts because um, they're very charismatic. Yeah. You know, stop looking at me when you say charismatic drunks. <laughs> I mean, I know you you're just the, fall asleep at the dumping Millie. table. Yeah, I did. Millie, I you're the most everywhere. charismatic drunk of them all. Stop. <laughs> I felt, oh, my God. I still can't. Me and Sarah taught. Um, taught like college we went to this ohio state university and we taught like, oh, all right, these kids yeah. improv and then they usually have this huge um this huge party at one of the houses <laughs> and like i have like oh man there's there's oh, a long shit. story oh yeah. my god oh my, oh my god can i tell sure. i don't know actually i wasn't i didn't see it anything but it was like but, but oh. i was like at this i was at we were in columbus in september um at osu for the for their like buy-in uh semi-annual improv festival or whatever and um I was sitting on a couch with a bunch of like teenagers, literally like which is 19, so fun, so fun. Nineteen-year-olds. Yeah. Oh my god. I was Sarah having so much fun. Because I was like boys. not drinking, and I was just like blah blah blah. I mean, there were it was mostly queer kids because yeah, I feel I'm, like that's with Sarah. All Gen Zs, all Gen Z people uh, they're all are queer. queer. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. queer. They're all queer. Yeah, yeah. 
um little Which is little great. queeros yeah, yeah i like them a lot <clears throat> but they're cute kids and um we were just like hanging out and talking and then like millie comes like bowling into the room and she's like we gotta get out of here <laughs> <laughs> i was like well we're having a great time like whatever and she was like i just fell down the stairs <laughs> so hard everybody saw me i can't be here anymore i was like okay okay no, are you bitch, okay that's are not you, okay? you did not say what are you okay you were like <laughs> okay but i you felt and then i must have peppered it in down there the how do you remember yo no 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 this is what happened she wasn't drunk. i was <laughs> you I were drunk i was not drunk i was not drunk this is what happened this is what happened i there was this one kid who was like there are these like young college kids and like it's just like they're greasy like young kid who thought he was so fucking funny and I had taught him <laughs> earlier and I was giving him notes and he was like kind of like not really receiving my notes well and you can tell like it's the first time that anyone really gave him like hard notes so he was like whatever so then him and his friend like their whole bit was to come into this party like they came in wearing boxing sparring helmets oh, right. and sunglasses and that was like their bit for the party like they were like the funny guys and i was uh, like fucking kill me yeah. and then so then they're doing that and then the, another thing they came in those little tiny skateboards that are plastic yeah the ones the, that bulldogs ride yeah the ones that bulldogs <laughs> ride they came they came on that and then they flipped it over and put almonds on it and then his whole bit for the party was like he had the boxing helmet and the sunglasses with almonds on his skateboard when he's like or derbs or derbs like that was frisbee no 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 it was i remember the skateboard that he was riding over so ill exactly because it was a frisbee whatever but the the skateboard so he's like or derbs or derbs and like he he was like he thought he was like the funniest fucking person ever and i'm like this dude is fucking nasty so i go to use the bathroom (laughs) upstairs i go use the bathroom upstairs and i'm walking down and i see him with his arm over this girl and this little this like fucking like dumb 19 year old girls like giggling like "Eh, oh my god you're so funny and they're like flirting and they're like about to kiss and i was like yo this shit is nasty like this guy fucking sucks girl what are you doing girls are so stupid that's what i was like girl i'm thinking girl what are you doing i was and i and i didn't see the stairs and i like skipped the stair and it wasn't like a it was like a home alone yeah it wasn't even beginning of a stair it was like five stairs down like boom boom and then oh. I fell flat on my back and oh. like when I'm old you know like it wasn't even like all the kids like stopped because it was like in the kitchen <laughs> didn't see me coming down so I just like fell bam and then like it wasn't even like they were laughing at me they were like because that shit looked fucked yeah, up they were like oh my god she fell call the ambulance yeah, they, they were like oh my god the old lady fell because I was like obviously one of the oldest people at this party oh my god and then I was by like, like five years by like no by like ten years bitch like they're but all you only 20 look 25 I, only, I know I can book 23 but I don't Definitely, like, so they were all really concerned, <laughs> and they were gonna get like one of them was oh running to get God. me ice and call the ambulance, and, and I just got up and I was like, "We have to go." Hey, you still <laughs> saved that girl. You still oh saved God. that. No, girl. I don't think so. She was making out. With, oh, I feel like uh, I don't know, but sad. anyway, Sarah. Oh yeah. Anyways, without naming names, <laughs> or you know what, name whatever you okay. know, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But, but bitch. Is that that's not me? That is you. you. Oh my gosh! 
Somebody's it's people sending me trash to confessions. Where are you tucking your phone? Be- <laughs> behind me, bitch. Okay. So what's been your most trash experience in comedy and or acting? Oh boy. It, romantically, you mean? No, no, or no, just no, like, no. Just oh. like like venue or like shitty promoter. It could be anything. It sure, could sure. be it could be romantic, but it could just be like just shitty yeah you know i've had quite a few shitty experiences um and it's uh there are two that stick out to me so um this first one was um right as i okay i'll start with this Right when I stopped, because I went to an acting program for Mm -hmm. two years. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I went to like an acting conservatory um, Mm -hmm. at a studio called Maggie Flanagan Studio. Mm -hmm. And it's a Meisner Technique studio. Meisner Technique is a very like um, intensive, like very emotionally um, charged experience. You know, Mm -hmm. like you spend a whole year, uh, you spend like nine months straight, like working on like emotional improvisations and stuff. Um, And then you spend another nine months working on script work. And, um, you know, by the time I, I, we all got out of there, we were very, very good. We Mm -hmm. were very good at what we did. Mm -hmm. Everybody who was in that program was very hardworking. And some of them are like series regulars on things now, Mm -hmm. whatever. And um, we had what was called a business course, and um, that cost extra money. And it wasn't mandatory or anything, but it was kind of like the end game, you know? It was kind of like what brought a lot of people in the studio, because like if, you, if you're new to acting, you don't have any industry connections, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like led to believe that this business course would be, would be good for us. We had to audition for the class, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And... Um, and then it was it was led by a woman who I'm not gonna whatever I mean you could find out who this person is pretty easily probably but um, she she is um, she's a woman who's like not very active in the industry anymore but at that time she had just produced a documentary about casting and she knew a lot of casting directors from her time working at Disney mm. and um, she had a lot of like producer credits and she she had literally been on TV like two times. Mm-hmm. You know, and she just thought like her shit did not stink. And she took it upon herself to like embarrass every single one of us, like personally, like separately, you know, in front of industry people at various times. And it just kind of felt like, um, like, you know, that was like my foray into the industry. So like I was like, oh, nobody's going to be my advocate. Like yeah. I'm the only person who can be my advocate, mm-hmm. but now I've got all these people to like people. Somebody literally was like, um, yeah, that was a good read, but, um, you should probably put some tape on your forehead and like do it again because like your eyebrows are all over the place. <laughs> no, I got crit- criticized for the movement of my eyebrows and my hair and the, you know, color of my hair and not being good and like whatever. It was just like everything came under attack when I was when I was under that lady's tutelage, so to speak. Yeah. And um so shortly after that, you know, I started reluctantly but you know, trying to like pursue acting work of my own accord mm-hmm. you know i was like paying for subscription services and like submitting myself online every mm-hmm. day and whatever and i started to get auditions i started to get a lot of auditions on my own and um one such audition this was like uh, this pre preempted like a like 
like my first like i'm gonna quit acting mm-hmm. <laughs> like bout um it's but a, like it sounds like there was a lot of them yeah well yeah so like it probably wasn't even the first time it was probably like kate i mean you know this her name is her first name is kate mm-hmm. um <laughs> that was probably the first second and third times that i wanted to quit acting and then like you know, I had a bunch of shitty auditions for shitty projects. And then I like went out to audition for this guy who like emailed me and he was like, okay, um, please come in for an audition. And here's the lineup. And he like had a little copy paste like list Mm -hmm. in the email, which is so weird. Like if you know anything about auditioning, it's like so weird to like be copied onto an email with other people you're auditioning with. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, or, you know, like auditioning for the same role or whatever. So he had like this little like spreadsheet excerpt in the email that had like a name and then a time and then my name and then a time after that. And then another name and a time. And, and so I was like, cool, cool. Um, I'll see you soon. And it was all the way up at Shetler on 54th. And of course, like I was coming from Bushwick. Of course I was running late. Of course I didn't want to do it. And so I like email him. I'm like, Hey, I'm running late. I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And I get there and he is like in a, in a room alone. And I was like, Oh, Hey, were you able to, you know, see one of the other girls or something, you know? And he was like, there were no other girls. Those names were fake. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I always pad my schedule because I know actresses like you are always running late. And I was just like, what? So, okay, I guess let's do this audition. And then I did it and I probably did a fine job on it and whatever, I don't even remember what it was. But he um, then was like, you know, okay, that was good. And then he like gave me some really like abstract esoteric direction and (laughs) had me do it again and then, and then he stopped me and was like, you know, you, you could, you could play this part, but you're, you're not the part. Um, but I can see that you kind of know how to work, but da da da, and kind of like, kind of nagged me for like five or 10 minutes. And then was like, I'm going to just send you a brief email. It's going to be like, uh, for my own records. And it's going to contain a lot of hashtags. This guy had literally no experience. Like he told me this was the first thing he was like he wasn't in show business you know like it was the first thing yeah and he was just like out here like taking it upon himself to like i don't know like gaslight a bunch of actresses like for a non-union non-paid like whatever Uh, non-paid of course not none of that shit was paid at that time and then like it was at shetler and my brother was like at a bar nearby or something somehow and i just remember walking over there and meeting him and just crying and crying and crying i was like i don't fucking know why i'm doing this i don't know I'm not going to do it anymore. It's so fucking stupid, you yeah. know? And I just like kind of like would self-medicate with alcohol over it, whatever. And then um, that was shortly before I enrolled at UCB. Yeah. So that was kind of like, I kind of was like, fuck being an actor for a minute here. I'm just going to like focus on this. You know, I'm going to just try to have some fun. And of course it wasn't fun after like 201 because everybody's like, you got to get an advanced study, you know? Yeah. And um, just that kind of shit. Like if I can just get this one thing, then my career's going to blow up. Yeah. You know, that's <sighs> shitty too. Anyways, yeah. sorry. I feel like I took that to a super dark place. But no, that's no, good that's to exactly, hear. That's why yeah. we, that's why we ask it. Yeah. And what I'm fi- like, what I'm learning about all these interviews too, is that even when you do get your big break, you don't know if it's going to air. You don't know if they're going to cut you last oh minute. God. You don't know if you're going to yeah. break your arm and the understudy gets yeah. it. So it doesn't matter. Like, there's oh, like, nothing There's not, is, yeah, you is can be looking certain. for that one thing. Oh my God. Do you know Anna Kane? 
Anna Kane is Michael Cruz Kane's sister, and she used yeah. to do improv around with us, like kind of around the same time we were taking classes. Yeah. And I remember she she briefly did improv with me and my team, Mommy Dearest, and um, I was so jealous of her because I was like, she's so beautiful, and she's booked a bunch of TV roles. And at that time, I'd never booked a TV role, and um, she was so funny and so you didn't vibrant. Play, you didn't book lesbian number two in Orange is the New Black? Well, first of all, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the role. Not I was not a lesbian in Orange is the New Black, but I could have been because nobody knows anything about that character. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like she had told she told me that she was in a really bad place at that time because she had just shot an entire season of television. Oh, fuck. That didn't get greenlit after all. Uh, it didn't get the, didn't make the cut. It was like that or like Chicago Med or something, or maybe it was New Amsterdam or whatever. It was another. Yeah. It was she was series lead in a medical show yeah. that was neck and neck with this other medical show that was like competing for time on CBS, and the other one got it. Oh, and shit. she was just like, "Yeah, I've been doing this for seven years, and like I really thought that was gonna be it for me, and and now yeah. I'm just back to the drawing board." I hope she got she got paid for all that stuff. Oh, for sure, for sure. But, but yeah, like, it's just like, yeah, it's been man, and I, I I'll say for myself, like to a much like lesser extent, I've had a, like a lot of close calls these past couple years, and like. You know, in one way, it's like, okay, like, it's really encouraging that, you know, I, I was, like, dying for these close calls, like, five years ago. Same. Right? Same. And, like, now we're now we're at that level. And, of course, it's, like, never going to be enough, you know, right? Like, you're always yeah. going to be like, oh, I'm going to book it, you know? But it's yeah. like, of course, of course. But, like, just getting those people atten people's attention is, like, so... Getting people's attention and then also, like... There's so many factors, mm -hmm. like so many factors out of your control. Oh, yeah. That like contribute to something being successful. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again. I did not slam <laughs> it. Where's um, your fucking phone? Yeah. My phone's behind me. Uh, it in my <laughs> in asshole. Butt, in yeah, butt. in my butt. <laughs> but yeah, there's just so many. There's just so many things out of your control, and it kind of drives you crazy, because it can be like literally. I had like a whole spiral yesterday Oof. because of like multiple gut punches, and then literal ones. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> my, no, no, no. Like a lot of like you know like stings, and then mm -hmm. like people that I I feel like are not good people getting. Fucking I know, I know, things. I know, and I know who and you're, then, ta I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. So then, like, it just you know drives me. It just feels so like, uh, you know. Same. Um, same. But anyway, one hundred percent. Sarah. Yeah. You also work in a like not you work in a gym. You're like personal trainer. You work in mm -hmm. fitness. Yeah, I'm. I'm more of a group fitness trainer these days. Yeah. I don't have any personal training clients, but I do that as well. So you know? I want to hear about like. Do you feel like, especially because you you don't teach a yoga or Pilates, you teach like mm -hmm. kind of strength training. So right. I'm like wondering if you've ever dealt with like arrogant people or like kind of mansplaining like oh assholes and like kind yeah. of what's the, what is it like to be a woman in that kind of space, like navigating those kind of personalities? Because I can't even imagine. Oh God. Well, uh, yeah. First of all, I just have to say that like. I work at a place, I work at a gym called Session in Williamsburg. I could not have asked for a better boss, a better yeah. staff. Those people are my fucking family. Yeah. They're amazing. I learned so much from them. Um, I've never felt like less than by any of them. And I'm so thankful for that. 
when I first started there um, and I was a new face in the gym because it's very like it's very community oriented. Yeah, that's what and, like, I got. I took one class with Sarah and I was like, oh, yeah, this is like I like the vibe, you know, yeah. it seems like it was very like everyone knew each other kind of. thing. Oh, my God. Everybody's friends, you know, like they go out for coffee afterwards, whatever. But like, um, yeah, some of the men, one in particular, again, not going to name names, but like several of them who are like og session clients mm -hmm. like even before session was session they were just clients of my by my boss patrick and like whatever they would push back on my cues so fucking hard dude mm -hmm. like i would come up and correct their form and be like really oh really no i don't think so they wouldn't even say no but like they would either be like what <laughs> you know because it's like loud music in there or they'd be like um yeah just like just like Actually, I'd like just like say something that would completely counter what I just said. And it's like, OK, well, we're doing like um, a high intensity interval training here and we're on a timed circuit. So I'm not going to stand here and like fucking defend myself to you. Just yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. And if you injure yourself, you've signed a waiver. and I'm not responsible for your silly yeah. ass, you know. Yeah. So like over time, though, I've definitely earned my keep. And like those particular men, like that one particular man, he's like a good buddy of mine now. But like. Uh, for a while, you know, the only reason that they are good buddies with me now is because I've like, <laughs> I've like basically turned into like major pain when like, like my class on Tuesday nights is like 80% men now. And that's mm. like one of the only classes is like mostly men. Mm. And then You've the rest of them, them are mostly, yeah. <laughs> yeah you like, shut like up, it. sit down. It's yeah. time for class. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's what they like. Yeah. They like that shit. You know, I know. Uh, if anyone knows, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, even like teaching sometimes can be like that where like, you know, I'll get like a lot of older men and be like, oh, really? Is that how it is? Or like interrupting me as yeah. I'm giving notes or like blah, blah. blah. And, and like, I'm like, you have to wait for me to like, like, I'm not going to be like speak when spoken to. But at the same time, like I have to finish my point before you try to come in and say shit like you are not the teacher, you know, so I'm just like. I get that space with comedy and, and, and I also like, I feel like people subconsciously like, and that's why I, I preface it. I'm like, if you're going to have a problem with hearing notes from somebody like me, like a woman, a woman of color, like, and maybe you don't even know that you have those problems, mm -hmm. but if you are going to have those problems, like this is not the class for you mm -hmm. because I can sense like some people are like confused or like want to question me or this and that. And then like, it makes me question myself you know, but then like I've just been doing this long enough that when I give a student a note and then I see it works, I'm like, I do know what I'm talking about. And it's like, had like happened so much. And I'm like, I cannot let them. But like they these people are not even aware that they're like questioning me in ways that they wouldn't if I was like a, a straight white guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that the, there is something to that, but it's like, yeah, it's an ego thing. Yeah. It might be that. You know, it's just like, are you here? But at the end of the day, it's like, you're giving me money. Yeah. Like, you're giving us money to, yeah. like, learn something, supposedly. So why, it's like, yeah, it's like, why wouldn't you just listen? Right. Like, are you here to learn or are you here to defend behavior that's not working for you? Yeah. That's the thing, too. I had one Are you paying me to <laughs> yeah. defend your shitty behavior? Yeah. I had one student and, like, I would keep giving them the same notes, the same notes. They wouldn't listen. And then they did the, the clash and then it wasn't, you know, and I'm just like, well, you're doing the exactly the exact same set that you did when you started the class. You didn't listen to any of my feedback. You didn't challenge yourself. You didn't. So then I'm just kind of like, 
you know, I can't get mad because at the end of the day, that's what I say too. Like at the end of the day, like I'm still a working comedian. I'm still getting my opportunities, whether you like are successful or not. I want you to be successful. I'm. That's why I give you notes. But if you're not gonna take them, I don't like. There's yeah. only so much I can give. Oh, for but sure. at the same time, I'm just like, like, why did you even take this class if you're not gonna listen to anything that I say? Oh my God, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. So it's like, but I was just wondering, and even too, like, if you go to because I know like. That's kind of why I don't even like gyms. That's why I just go to like workout studios. Mm-hmm. Is because like the the shit that people will say to you. Oh so I'm God, like, yeah. I'm sure if you, you go to a gym, I wonder if you have any like mansplaining guys like trying to tell you how equipment works while you. Meanwhile, you're like, um, I think most men are afraid of me. <laughs> I honestly do think that I was uh, talking to. Okay, so there's. This other guy who I'm talking to right now who you uh, – I'm not going to name names and you know who he is, but whatever. But, like, I have been – I have been working on this for months, <laughs> okay? Like, I have been working on this opportunity for little – don't say him. Don't no, say his no, name. No, 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 but It's like, hitting. It's hitting. But, but, um, but, you know, like, he kind of, like – started ignoring me on social media for a couple months. Like I gave him my number back in December. Okay. And I was like, hit me up when I get back, which is my mistake. I, I was like, I was like, hit me up when I get back. Yeah. You (laughs) should have just waited. I should have just, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. So like, um, I was like hot off the heels of like a bad encounter and like, you know, whatever. But like, um, yeah. So I gave him my number ages ago and then he like never used it. And then it felt like he completely forgot who I was and he stopped looking at my social media and like whatever totally fine i moved on with my life and then he started sliding into my dms again recently Mm. and um and then i was like you know oh he posted something about seeing somebody he literally was standing on the street next to oh my god everybody's gonna know who's he was standing on the street next to somebody who's swiped left on him in real time on on tinder i I know and then i was like bitch (laughs) and then i like I DM'd him and I was like, okay, first of all, fuck her. And also, lest you forget that I fucking gave you my number months ago. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I think he's like, can I still use it? And we've been talking and stuff. What was my point with this? Um, People are scared of you. Yeah. So I said to him, I was like, you know, we were we were like chatting last night. And I was like, man, I bet I was like, I bet women are pounding down your door you are a hot vegan <laughs> comedian now everyone knows who he is. Oh, i don't know i don't know and, yeah. and oh. um i was like i was like and your model and like you know like you must you must be you must be hitting you know and he was like no not really and um he was like well likewise with you and i and i said uh only the stupid ones you know because that's true and then um and I, and I was like, no, actually, I think a lot of dudes are scared of me. So you, you, I thought you were going to say he said that. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that he said that. Sarah, you can't be telling these guys that guys are scared of you. Uh, well, I want you know, I was I was in I, the game of flattery last night. I was like laying it on thick. Well, yeah, no, hopefully I'm, I'm it here. works. He should be a little scared. He should know also not. To well, fuck he with knows. You. Yeah, that, you're yeah. cute and you're in my good graces now. But yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm in here shirtless. Okay, <laughs> like Jesus I came Christ. in here and just Straight started ripping my clothes flexing. off. Yeah. Like fucking, I heard Chris Maloney does that on set too. He'll just like rip his clothes off the for no reason just to exert. From the ten head from SVU. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, he's amazing. I'm, I'm calling the police on Sarah. <laughs> no, 
bitch, let me go. <laughs> let me go. Okay. Was that, were those your lines? <laughs> no. Yeah, when she was on no, SVU. No. No, she worked in a rage room. I worked in a rage room. Uh, on SVU. Yeah. Anyway. Sarah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sarah. Yes. We've reached our lightning round. Oh, shit. I, okay. I made 22 sounds for you, and those are the only ones. <laughs> no, but you, yeah, Damn. but I don't have them on my phone. We okay. got to talk about that. Okay. We got, we want to hear from the people. If you if you want to hear new sounds, uh, you new know. Sounds? New, new sounds. sounds. New sounds. New sounds. DJ. Is DJ. I mean, yeah, you do only use those. You've yeah, only those are the best. Four cause, buttons. Because those are like the easy accessible ones. Is this hate on Millionaire? <laughs> Or is this uh, all Dickishers? <laughs> Don't just leave it out like that, all unlocked and, and mm-hmm. within arm's reach. Oh, I should Purell. Yeah. Oh my God! I just. <laughs> Don't trust her. Don't trust her. Um, I'm just okay. Okay, lightning round. Lightning Here round. Here we go. Sarah. So basically, I'm gonna give you a list of things, mm-hmm. and then you just go through, say if they're trash or not. And yeah, and then later, you know, if you have any like clarifications, you can bring you up. But really quick, we're gonna do our lightning round. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, Vince McMahon, trash, burpees, not trash, designated driver, not trash, bike riding in Manhattan, treasure. That's not an option. <laughs> Yerba okay. mate tea. Eh, whatever. No, okay. you're not. You trash, trash is trash. Or not. It's trash. Mate is trash. Mate is trash. Soul cycle. Not trash. Class pass. Trash. Washing your hands. Not trash. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> Of course, that's not. I can't say that right now. Coronavirus and such. Can you have something to say? Yeah. Wait. Why is class pass trash? I don't think it's beneficial for gyms in the long run. Mm. I think it takes advantage of gyms, small businesses, and um, I know that it was not beneficial for the last gym that I worked for. It's not really beneficial for the gym I currently work for either. But um, session is blessed with the problem of too many people wanting to enroll. In membership so um so class pastors kind of get the boot a little bit um because members have up to two weeks to um to uh, uh book for classes but class pastors have less time i guess yeah um, no yeah and, and, and it's like super expensive yeah. i feel like it's good for like getting people in your gym oh honestly and like promoting sure it. like if it helps somebody find like a, a girl who's a client and also a friend of mine she just jumped from class pass to uh, membership at the gym, but she yeah. wouldn't have found it if it weren't for class pass. Yeah, so I think that that's a lot of people like that. Yeah, but there are also like a lot of non-committal people, and I'm also like a lot of people come into our gym from class pass, and they like act like they don't have to talk to anybody or be nice. Yeah, you know? well, and that's like, like class pass because you go in and out for, of the gym like with that. I know, but it's just like. Yo, if you don't want to work out with people, go to fucking crunch. You know what I mean? Like, go work out by yourself. Don't act like we're not here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is that is specifically like, um, you know, 
a gym problem. Like, yeah. Because on the other hand, like, I do class pass so I can, like, have a class and leave. Not, like, sure. fraternize and all that stuff. Well, so, sure. Yeah. But, like, to even just, like... I don't know, like not take cues or not acknowledge the trainers like in the midst of the workout mm. and stuff. It's just like, it's man, just be nice. Just be nice. Mm. You There's know? a lot of third party integrations that have anything to do with like small businesses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like Sorry, that's half of like our big app, um, like half the big app things are like all um, third party into things like that used to be direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just adding a third party and having them benefit from yeah. it. But at the same time, as a class pass user, it's been great for me to like try new things, right. things that I wouldn't try before. And, um, you know, having a varied workout or having like various studios. Um, well, yeah. So you're an exception to the rule. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah, we're uh, wrapping up, but we want to wrap up with, uh, that's it for the lightning round. That's it for the lightning round. What okay. do you do? You have Very any nice. lightning round for us? Um, <laughs> Sounds like you yeah. Um, let me see. Um, death, trash or not trash? Not trash. Not trash. Like for the living, trash for the not living, not trash. No, you gotta say one. You trash. Say one yeah. There are no caveats with trash. lightning round. Um, you're like whatever, kind of precious. Whoa, that's not um, um, uh, um, single sided weighted rose. What? Rose, like with a weight. Using oh, dumbbells. like row, row. Oh, um, not trash. How about kettlebells? Not trash. Trash. Free <laughs> <laughs> um, weights are crazy. Um, oh, who's hot right now? Trash. Okay. Trash. Trash is hot right now. Kobe Bryant. Oh, and it's been. Thank great. you so much, Sarah, for uh, coming on the podcast. Um, so let's do a wholesome wrap up, please. Um, so to tell us about one fond, happy memory oh, okay. that you've had that will restore your faith in humanity. In all of humanity or men specifically? Humanity. I don't care about men. Okay. Well, um, unless you want to fuck me and you're listening to this, I love you. Oh gosh, what, 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 what? Um, there was this time. This is a, <laughs> this is a, I don't know. This is a specific to substance abuse and recovery, but I think it's also kind of like darkly funny. But anyways, um, I was on the J train. This was a while ago, I guess. I had a buzz cut, so it was a while ago. Yeah. But like, um, I was on the J train, and you know, a drunk guy kind of stumbles on and is like yelling and like making a scene, whatever. Drunk, drunk, like drunky, drunk, uh, homeless mm-hmm. hobo guy, right? So, um, like, kind of just like being a general nuisance and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm, uh, I'm um, sober, and I once drank heavily right uh so i empathize with people like this Mm -hmm. you know not that i ever got to that level but whatever so um so i'm kind of like you know looking at him and trying to like be empathetic for him and of course he like locks eyes with me immediately and kind of like hones in on me you know and i know and i was like oh no and um you know he was like going on about some shit and i was like you know you don't have to like you don't have to drink anymore you know you don't have to you don't have to do that. And and he was like, I know, I know, but I, I actually, like, I can't, you know. And then he, like, really, it, we had, like, this moment where he was, like, 
really earnestly trying to tell me like how much of a problem he had. And um, this guy next to me starts screaming at him. He's like, what the fuck, man? Stop touching me. Stop touching me. I was like, he's freaking the fuck out. And this guy's like, hey, man, whatever. And I was just like, no, 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 sh- sh- sh-, you know, and I was like trying to kind of like suss, suss it all out and whatever. And um, the guy next to him, like, and then like this guy starts talking about his alcohol problem. And the guy next to him who was yelling at him, like um, kind of gets this look on his face and then he like, sh- like rummages around in his bag. And then he like holds up like the Alcoholics Anonymous book <laughs> and like Aww. tries to hand it to this guy. He's like, here, take this, take this. And he was like, no, nah, man, I don't want that shit. I don't go to meetings like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God. Like the guy who was freaking out so hard on this train was the one who, you know, supposedly has the most serenity. But I mean, that was <laughs> something that we... I think I know that guy now. I think I actually know who he is, but um, through recovery. But, but yeah, I don't know. It was just like this funny little moment where like this dude like was able to like slow down and pause and try to like help somebody in spite yeah. of his like shitty reaction to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Everything was humanized again. That's actually yeah. really great. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't know. I feel like you only get that shit in New York City. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> what you're like? Well, okay. I'm so no. I'm so glad that you had fun on the podcast. <laughs> Is that it? Are we done hearing it? No. You were like, okay. Then? You're like, okay. No. Okay. No. Because I got yeah. Um, that was super Sarah, and beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so it. much for being on our podcast. I really enjoyed this. I thought you know. I feel like we always have a nice, heartfelt conversation. Okay. Can't delete Pe- that. Peppered, okay. peppered with. <laughs> <laughs> barbs and insults yeah and, uh, aye, aye, aye. um <laughs> all right well thank you so much sarah boatwright you can follow her on instagram at sarah boatwright mm-hmm. and um i don't know stay classy go check out one of her classes <laughs> at sessions and her podcast and her and sarah podcast. doesn't have a podcast I don't have a podcast. Oh, you're on a podcast. I'm on this and podcast. Check out this podcast. Oh, this other podcast. Re-listen, <laughs> Re-listen to, this. to this podcast if you want to hear more about Sarah. Rewind. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the All Dick is Trash podcast. The All Dick is Trash podcast is produced by Candy Haro, and we are part of the More Banana Podcast Network. Our founder and managing producer is Kate Moldenhauer. If you would like to share an anonymous confession, email trashdickconfession at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ADIT Podcast. And of course, you can always follow me, your host, Millie Tamaris, on Twitter at Millie Tamaris. Stay classy, y'all. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But 
wait. The excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to Season 1, we are thrilled to announce the launch of Season 2. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make Season 2 even more memorable together.